So, so how's your reverse diet going or like, how is that structured so now? Really well. I actually, so before I know a lot of girls do this, you will hoard post-show treats and map out everywhere you're going to go. And I used to do that. I didn't do that this season because I, I do have triggers and I do feel like that sets me personally up to just keep binge eating. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't map out where anything was. I didn't, I'd never hoard up treats. I'd never save anything at my house because I never wanted to feel like, okay, like this is my lifestyle now. I can finally confidently say that since January, this has been my lifestyle. And I felt that hoarding up treats and things like that would make me fall off a reverse diet and it would bring me back into the mindset that you know my fit life is for this 12 weeks and then we're back to whatever I want yeah so yeah. that actually really helped me even in an off season and just like through this whole prep is really I think that was my number one goal this prep was I really want to make this my lifestyle and I want to feel like I'm always making a healthier choice I want to feel like I'm, I just want to feel like I live this and that this isn't, I don't want to feel that this was just prep. I'm choosing this. So instead of, you know, going out and someone offering me something and me saying, no, I can't have that. I say, no, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. And it changed my mindset a little bit. And, um, so after my shows, I didn't go binge eat anything. I remember, especially after the Sacramento show, I was there by myself. I didn't have anyone there to videotape anything, even though I went in my class. Aww. I know. I went all alone, and I had to drive an hour back to a little town where my friend was staying, because I was staying mm -hmm. with her, and Sacramento was an hour away, so I drove an hour home in the dark on, like, unpaved roads, and I just stopped at the gas station and got a banana and a Power Crunch bar, because that's what I wanted. And then I went and had brunch the next day and just went right back on the diet. Mm -hmm. And after USA's, of course, we celebrated and went out. Mm -hmm. But I didn't hoard anything in the room. I had no yeah. idea where we were going to go. I, I just told Johnny, I'm like, wherever we go is fine. I'll find something to eat. I just yeah. really didn't want to work it up in my mind. I feel like the fitness industry can now glorify food. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone else. But for me, what I've noticed is it makes you almost obsessed with wanting to cheat. It's it's almost like sometimes there can be very bipolar imagery or mm -hmm. messaging or something on there because you go and you look at certain people's social media or whatever yeah. or, you know, some brand and it's like a picture of a super shredded person mm -hmm. eating pizza. Yeah. And it's like... I know they don't eat pizza yeah. probably ever or like ever, you know, they right. eat pizza probably once right. a month, maybe. Right. There's like those two things don't go together. Yeah. And so there is sort of, I think like this pendulum swinging that competitors can be predisposed to because yeah. you, it's like, it's almost in some ways, this is why it can be triggering for people with eating disorders. It's like binging and purging almost. It's like you're, oh. you're starving yourself yes, for weeks. 100%. And, and then it's like, oh, it's over. Now now you're off the rails. Go do exactly. what you want. <laughs> and it's crazy because for me, having struggled with an eating disorder and then going into bikini prep, um, I almost – because you see girls posting these, like, crazy desserts, you know, mm -hmm. these – 
you know, exclusive places. Like oh, you yeah. You only go to get this crazy I'm, I'm a little guilty of that, but. sandwich cookie <laughs> thing. No, which is so good. And obviously, uh-huh. I want to eat that. But now I'm seeing things that I would have probably never wanted to go out of my way to get before. But mm-hmm. suddenly, I'm like, I want to go out and get, like, literally the worst thing for yeah. me. And yeah. I would have probably never thought that way before. But now that I'm starving and it looks even better yeah. than, like, you really want it, which is yeah. so weird. And now I'm, like, really looking at things, like, that I probably wouldn't have chosen. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, like, being exposed to it on just the people that I follow on social media, all, like, the crazy yeah. little food they eat post-show, suddenly I have cravings for things that are probably even worse than something I would have yeah. even before. <laughs> totally, totally. I, I'm like, maybe I identify just want a basic with, no. cookie, but now I have to get this cookie within a cookie with cereal on yeah, top. Yeah, it's like, like dunked yes, in ice cream. Exactly. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I would have never wanted this before, but now it's totally necessary. I know. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think it's a couple things. Like, number yeah. one, social media, just seeing that stuff. Yes. Like, a few years ago, you didn't really have that. I didn't that. know all those places were. Yeah, you didn't, <laughs> you didn't know that. There yeah. weren't, you know, you didn't see the pictures of the food truck yeah. festivals or whatever totally. food festivals that are going on. Yeah. And then I also think that, this is just my own personal opinion, um, if you ever really get into a lot of the literature, the research about obesity and, yeah. and like, processed foods and stuff... Mm-hmm. The way they make them so addicting is because they're adding, like, salt, sugar, and fat at the same time. Mm -hmm. So even things like Oreos or cookies, they have a lot of salt in them. Yeah. On top of the sugar. Yeah. And it's it's because it will keep you eating them with the salt and the sugar and the fat combo. And I think there's something about, in my mind, like, I just have this hunch um, that somehow physiologically when you're, like, dieting yourself or you're just hungry, Mm -hmm. I feel like those very gratifying foods – somehow in your brain it like sets something off where they're just that much more appealing because you've been in this state of starvation or you remember even if you're in an off season you remember that state of starvation and that food that's you know will keep keep body fat on you and from a physiological Mm -hmm. or like evolutionary perspective right it maybe it tapped into something and just something is a little different in your brain but so for me I feel like I'm doing really well in the reverse. I don't think anyone reverses perfectly. I don't think so. And even if you see it on social media, someone saying that I'm following my reverse 100%, I I don't think they are. It's like, yeah, Um, you probably still eat Oreos at midnight, but at least once. I know, totally, right? (laughs) Like, I I just really don't think that people are, you know, 100% to a T following your reverse but you know it's okay you can be you know within your macro range and still be fine yeah but I feel that this is the best I've ever done I think I'm following my macros I would say 90% of the time I would say maybe once or twice during the week I'll go and have an untracked maybe couple meals maybe a day like on the weekends with my fiance we want to go out on Sunday or something like that that's fine and I, I let myself have the leeway. I don't want to get into this mindset. Yeah. Like I said, uh, I don't want to like glorify all these foods that I don't necessarily want, but they're just so glorified to me now yeah. that I feel like I need them for some reason. Yeah. And um, I make really good choices now if I'm craving something sweet. Sometimes I'll just have sweet into oatmeal. this is my lifestyle now and I keep telling myself Kasha this is your lifestyle like you're living this healthy life not this healthy 12 weeks this healthy 22 weeks 
this is you from now on. You you made it this far. You're pro now. Mm -hmm. This is your life. Mm -hmm. And I feel more like less anxiety thinking that way. And sometimes food, like thinking about it too much gives me a little bit of anxiety. So I'm just, the, I think the reverse and being flexible mm -hmm. is and not being on a carb cycle anymore mm -hmm. is just like really helping me get a better relationship with food and being able to incorporate the things that I want to eat with, you know, things I know I should be eating and still fitting it within my macros. So yeah. I'm really happy with where I'm at yeah. and I feel really good. And I feel like I look even better than I did last time at this weight. So it's cool to see your body composition mm -hmm. change too. Totally. Even as you're like dieting out of a show, mm -hmm. you can still see cool changes. Yeah. So your mindset sounds really healthy. It's so good right now. It's, yeah. it's the best it's yeah. ever been. And that that's a good thing. Like being a pro and having a healthy mindset that, that's a really good thing. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, I could have jumped straight into a pro debut and there was a second when I was feeling really insecure about not doing it. And there was that show in San Diego that I know a lot of girls did. Yeah. 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 I had actually heard that you were doing that one. And so I was yeah. like kind of watching and I was like, Oh, she must, too. she must not have. Yeah. Which is, it's like, you need a, you need a break. You know, you did know. 22 weeks of prep. It, it made me so insecure, honestly. Like, there was just a second there. I just got so insecure. And I, um, do you know who Dara Diaz is? She's like, so. okay. So she qualified for the Olympia for um, her rookie year as a pro. Okay. So she's doing the Olympia now. And I was listening to her Road to Olympia podcast. And she said the best thing that she ever did after her pro debut was not jump straight into her pro debut and take a full year off. Like she just uh -huh. kind of fell off and spent the time to build mm -hmm. so that she could prove because that's what she said. She's like, I want to prove that like I belong there. This is where I need to be. Uh -huh. And I was so happy when I heard that because seeing, you know, girls that I'm friends with and that I know and that I earned my pro card with jump straight into their pro debut yeah. and stay shredded. And then, you know, they're getting leaner as I'm getting fuller. And then you just start getting insecure, like, oh, they're doing better than me. You know, mm -hmm. they're just in your mind, just comparing again. And, you know, I realized for me personally, for like the long term, and I, my goal is to come back and make a statement. And I didn't feel that the physique that I had at USA is going onto a pro stage and comparing myself to, you know, women who've been doing this for so long, mm -hmm. I, I didn't think that I would make a statement that I want to make. And mm -hmm. so I just knew that for me to do what I want to do, I, I needed to do that. Yeah. And she did say that was the best decision that she ever made. And obviously that worked out for her because yeah. she qualified for Olympia, her literally, I think it was her pro debut. Yeah. So that in my mind, I have huge goals for myself and I mm -hmm. want to be able to do that my rookie year, mm -hmm. but I, I have to take the year off. I have yeah. to. Yeah. So. No, I think that's really smart. And yeah. it seems like you're in a really mentally good place mm -hmm. because doing something just because that's what other people other are doing people is doing. not enough it's, of a reason. No, it's not. And I need to work my calories back up. I've never worked them up too high. That needs to happen. I could yeah, just have yeah. like a number that I need to get to. I'm uh -huh. literally, What's the number? It, it's like 22,500. Okay. For me, right now, 22,000, 20, yeah, 2,000, 2,500 calories. Okay. <laughs> 2,500 calories. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm at, they want me to be eating 1,800 right now, or a little over 1,800. There's like a specific number. I have mm -hmm. it on my app, but I told them 
I'm like still struggling to hit my 1600 mm -hmm. just because I'm such a restrictor. Mm -hmm. And I, I just like really need to stay there until I can actually be eating all that mm -hmm. because I'm not yet. And they, you know, as I'm reversing, they're slowly adding more and more and more and I'm still struggling to hit these numbers. Mm -hmm. So I, I need to work back up again and be okay with eating as much as I'm eating. And I, I do want to get there, but it's mm -hmm. just going to be a process getting there too. Yeah. Yeah, you will. Yeah. You will. Yeah. And I think you'll feel that much more accomplished and mm -hmm. proud of yourself when you do your pro debut and you've waited the time that you wanted mm -hmm. to and, and not felt like, oh, I should I should do this just because this is what other people are doing yeah. or because I feel like I have to. Yeah. And my, I mean, my, my body said no too. I mean, I went and got my hormone levels uh -huh. tested and things like that. And going into this season my hormones were so shot after Miami just, and it's really just from not taking adequate time off. It's just mm -hmm. for women, our hormones naturally decrease as we get lower body fat, which your body fat regulates your hormones mm -hmm. and then they build themselves back up, but it does take yeah. a long time. That's why a long off season is so good for you because it does take that long for them to naturally yeah. come back up. But I wanted it so bad. I went to a homeopathic doctor and got them tested and got these like all natural you know, hormone boosters. And, um, I had literally no testosterone and super low estrogen. Mm -hmm. So I had to get on medication to bring that back up to a normal level. Mm -hmm. Nothing over. Some people thought that I was like jacking up my testosterone. I wasn't, I had <laughs> yeah. literally none. So women yeah. I think are supposed to be like your level is supposed to be, I think it's 120, and I was like below 30. And then after oh, this wow. prep, I was at five. Oh my gosh. So, and yeah. I was just feeling horrible. Yeah. And I pushed it. And so going to a pro debut, I don't think my body would have like let me. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't have. Yeah. So unless I did something unnatural, which I wasn't going to do. Yeah. So now the time is off and yeah. we're going to just, instead of getting on medication again, I wanted to get the panel done just to see where I was at, mm -hmm. but I don't want to just jump on a medication because once you get off medication, then it can mess things up again. So again, the year is just, just trying to give yourself a break. Me and, yeah. Yeah. With everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, I think the low fat diet plays into it too. Yeah. Not just the low body composition, but when you tend to get down to the end of prep and you're not eating very many fats, yeah. I mean, those are the building blocks of hormones. Yes. So if you're not eating any, your body yes. can't make any. Yes. Too. So just another reason to like yes. grab a jar of almond butter and Look, yeah, seriously, I think <laughs> that'll I help like, you, that'll help you hit your calories. I, think I have like six <laughs> jars of like assorted peanut butters <laughs> because I, I'm just all about the fats right now. And that's what the mm -hmm. doctors told me. Like you need to really increase your fats. They told me I need to get about 14% body fat. They did tell me that this is common for, uh, all female athletes that mm -hmm. have to stay at a low level of body fat. You'll start showing symptoms of pre-menopause oh, so they said that I was showing symptoms of pre-menopause and they said that once a female's under 14% body fat that's when those symptoms will start arising at any time wow. for any athlete of any sport wow. so you need to be yeah your body will think it's going into menopause so Dang. As, mm -hmm, I know it was crazy and I yeah. I was like what as I was sitting there like menopause yeah <laughs> in my 20s like yeah. no thank you like, excuse me wait what yeah I know what? <laughs> I think you said menopause <laughs> yeah and she just what did said, you actually mean to say I know <laughs> 
Yeah, so, but she said that is just, you know, a lot of girls that run track, um, it's just anything that really keeps you at low body fat, if you're under 14%, your body's going to start thinking it's in menopause, and it's going to start doing all yeah. these crazy things, so it was, they said it was very, it should be a priority for me to get above 14% body fat, mm -hmm. and they said, just, you need to stay there for a while. Yeah. That's good. Well, yeah. good for you for taking the time. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I had I had my hormones checked mm -hmm. last fall. Um, the company I work at, we did a Spartan race together. Mm -hmm. It was optional. So yeah. Not forcing people to participate. But I decided yeah. to do it in January. And so they had a trainer come in twice a week, which was really cool. They made like a little mini gym in our warehouse. And um, we'd go running together. They did functional movement assessments. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's called like FNS or something. It's some score. And then they also had us do body fat on the in-body mm -hmm. scan. And I was in between the two shows that I did last mm -hmm. fall. And I went and mine came back as like eight point something. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of freaked out because yeah. I was not expecting, I was not expecting anything close to that. Yeah. I've always heard that like 12% is sort of the lowest end for female athletes that is considered acceptable mm -hmm. or okay. And then I got that back and I was like, holy crap, what am I, what am I doing to myself? Yeah. So I got my hormones checked after, after that. And by the time I actually had the blood work done, it was probably a month after the show. Mm -hmm. So I'd filled out a little bit, Yeah. but they luckily came back normal, but oh, I was really good. glad. I was really yeah. glad that I did it. And so yeah. now I definitely feel like, um, I'm going to be getting blood work probably during prep and it's then maybe so at the end I'm a too. huge, huge, huge believer in blood work. Yeah. That is one of my number one things now that I really preach is make sure that your hormones are okay. You yeah. want to do this for a long yeah. time. Your People think that you can permanently damage your metabolism and things like that, and you can't. You mm -hmm. can't permit. There's, there's no permanent damage that you can do your metabolism and your hormones but you need to make sure that everything is like functioning properly before you head into a prep because if things aren't right, you're going to damage them even more. And it does take a while unless you're willing to go in a natural route to bring them back up again. It takes a while for them to become, you know, back to the normal levels. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I recommend that to everyone get blood work done. Totally. Yeah. Just to, just to know where you're at. Yeah. Make sure everything's okay, yeah. especially too if it's like if you lose your menstrual cycle, that's probably a good sign mm -hmm. that maybe you should go get tested. Yeah. Um, my first my first show um, was a non-issue, so mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I'm fine. And then yeah. last season, um, I had that happen and realized like, okay, I need to pay a little more attention to what I'm doing because mm -hmm. premenopause, I would think you probably could lose bone density. Yeah. If you continue yeah. along that path and you don't yeah. don't make any course correction along mm -hmm. the way. Um, on top of the stress and the exhaustion that you're going to experience yeah. when you're going through that. But good for you. No, I, I can't commend you enough for just taking ownership of your health and, and mm -hmm. your mindset. I don't and blame anything. A lot of people, it makes me so annoyed when I see people going on here and like blaming the sport for whatever. And I'm everything that I've done and every mistake I've made and me pushing it and doing whatever I had to do with my diet is all on me. The sport did not do that to you. Mm -hmm. You chose that. Yeah. So I, I, I just like, it just it's a, me. it's a hobby. It's a, yeah. it's a, nobody is, nobody is forcing, forcing you to do it. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. forcing you to do a bikini competition. Yeah. And for me, the job I had out of grad school, mm -hmm. I've said this probably a thousand times. People are probably sick of hearing me say it. Mm -hmm. Um, I couldn't compete like just mm -hmm. the lifestyle I had. I was traveling. I was doing 
geology field work, yeah. I couldn't compete. There's no yeah. way to make a bodybuilding lifestyle work with that. And and so I try to remind myself when I do get down, like, you want to do this. You had years of your life where you were dreaming about doing this and you couldn't. So be yeah. more grateful and be more yeah. appreciative and yeah. don't take anything for granted. Oh, totally. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm excited to do my pro debut not being in school full time because I have... My duration of competing has been as long as I've been in school. So, actually, no. I started when I was two years into college. Because I just graduated. I was in school for five years. So, for three years, I've been. I've always been a full-time student while living on my own and working full-time and lot. prepping. That's a lot. And it is a lot. And this last season, my dad passed away in February, and so I had to deal with that on top of having an 18-minute schedule and working full-time, and I was the only child, and my parents were divorced, so I legally had to do everything myself with his passing, Yeah. and no one to help me, Oh my gosh. and I had literally everyone telling me, don't, you don't need to be doing this show. This is your last priority. But something inside me, like, I felt like I needed it. It was like therapy. Yeah. It's like I needed to work through it. Yeah. So I had, and th- that was such a drawn out process with his passing. And I was dealing with that. And I was still going to school. I wasn't not going to class. I wasn't not showing up to work. I was doing everything I needed to do. And I was still, if it meant waking up extremely early in the morning to do cardio and lifting late at night after work whatever it was, I was willing to do it. So I, I'm excited to actually have like going my pro debut. I'm not going to have any of those things. I don't have school or whatever. Mm -hmm. I can just focus on that one thing, which is going to be weird because I'm so used to focusing on a million different things. Yeah. 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 It probably will feel weird. Yeah. No, it's going to feel weird. Hopefully it'll be even better. Um, you know, not having all that added stress. Yeah, yeah. It literally took me, I was so stressed out in the beginning of prep. I think it took me the first eight weeks just to lose maybe a pound and a half. Wow. So I was so stressed. Wow. How did you, that's a, it's a lot of stress. And yeah. How did you manage coping with all that personal stress in being so busy? Working out. That was, I know everyone, that, that was the yeah. coping mechanism. And I was having a little internal battle for a minute about, it's like, Kashi, you don't need to do this. Like, you need to mourn and you need to do what you need to do. And I don't know if I just wanted to, like, push all that to the side. I just didn't want to feel what I was going through at the time. But I just kind of, I think I used that as an excuse, as, like, a coping mechanism. So I just felt like I could, like, release the stress that I was feeling yeah. through that. And yeah. that, that truly was... This whole prep, like I said, how it was like the worst year of my life and the best, losing my dad and and then getting engaged like a few months later and then getting my pro card, I feel like he's like my guardian angel or something. Yeah. Like he made sure like everything yeah. happened for me because I made sure everything was like after he passed, like I did everything I could for him mm-hmm. and it was like healing. Like I feel like I healed so much and I grew so much and I look back and a lot of it was like, whoa, how do I even do all that? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I mean by, I just look back and I'm like, how did that even happen? How did that happen? Mm-hmm. 
because it was so much. I couldn't even imagine doing it now. I couldn't yeah. I know how I did it. Yeah. I have no idea. It's an incredible story if you think about it. It's almost like yeah. a Cinderella story or something of having this extreme low yeah. and then these really high personal yeah. things happen for you as well in this short period of time. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy how it happened and I just, I still can't even take it all in and I don't know where that strength came from. I want to say it's from my dad because mm -hmm. I just don't know how I did all of it, mm -hmm. honestly. Do you consider yourself a really kind of internally strong person? Yeah, definitely. I have used, I feel like I've just been through so many things in my life that I've just used bodybuilding as like that outlet and that escape and dealing with a lot of, especially after the weight gain, but through just a series of like life events, I did go through bouts of depression and anxiety and I was on antidepressants for a long time. And when I started being really consistent with working out, I found a way to cope with the anxiety and now I don't need to be on medication anymore. Mm -hmm. And I've like somehow just discovered new things about myself and how I, you know, coping mechanisms and what my triggers are. And just like being how good you feel after working out. Like I was just really getting like that, like release of serotonin mm -hmm. and it's just helped me so much just yeah. in so many aspects of my life. Yeah. That's amazing for you to, not need medication anymore. Yeah. Just oh my gosh. Just through yeah. Kind of healthy diet and exercise. Mm -hmm. I was feeling so much better when I really got into it, and I told myself, I'm like, I don't need this anymore. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be on this medication. And I started weaning myself off, and I've never felt better. Yeah. I've never felt better being off of it, and just like being eating healthy, like you're, you just feel good when you eat good, and just being active, and even just. Now I, I go on walks like every day for like an hour. It's just a walk outside with my dog. Mm -hmm. I'll go and even that feels good. Like making sure I get my mm -hmm. steps in, stuff like that. Yeah. It's just really helped my, my whole like demeanor and like mental health and yeah. everything. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little pug I get to see sometimes. So oh. yeah. I should take him for walks around Newport or something. Yeah, probably like that, that. That really helped me get my cardio in too. Yeah. You really think you're doing cardio and we have such cool places around here. I mean I don't know if you walked down the wetlands and... up around um, Hamilton and Brookhurst, like where that river jetty is. By the back bay? Yeah, kind by of? the back bay. There's like a little wetlands area and there's like a hike you can go on in there. Ooh. Yeah, it's a short little loop, but it's about it 45 minutes if you walk the whole thing. Oh, we should do that. Yeah. That'd be no, fun. Seriously, yeah. Yes. I'll help you get your cardio in. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do yes. a lot of it real soon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, um, what, what else keeps you motivated or like what, um, what do you see for yourself in the future? You've done, you've done a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, I had always told myself, I don't know what it was, but ever since I was a little girl and I thought it was going to be soccer for a really long time, I just told myself, I was like, I don't know if you know who Hope Solo is, but I was mm -hmm. a goalie and I was like, I'm going to be the next Hope Solo. I'm going to be the next Hope Solo. And I had, you know, I would write it down and I had that all, that's just what I lived and breathed. And I was willing to do six hours of soccer practice every day so that I could be the next best. And that didn't go the way that I wanted it to, but I always had this feeling like I was just like meant to do something so big and that I like and you're gonna be the best at something I don't know what it is but I just like have that desire to 
to do something. I, I can't really explain mm-hmm. it. It's just like this like inner desire yeah. to be like great at something. And I, I think that's like what's just like kept making me just keep doing this as I realized, you know, I could possibly be good at this. And what team are you on, by the way? Are you on Body Bio? Yeah, I joined Body Bio okay. this offseason. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that's kind of also what sparked in me, too, when I did my June show, when I first started working with my coach and won first and open. I remember Kim coming up to me mm-hmm. and saying, you have the look. Like, mm-hmm. you have such potential in uh-huh. this. You, like, you have exactly what they're looking for. You have the look. And I just remember, like, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, Kim uh-huh. Odo just told me, like, I have the look. And I don't know what it was, but I'm like, this could be it. Like, That's this amazing. Could be your, this could be your thing. And so I just, ever since then, like, I've just had it drilled in my head. Like, this is however long it takes, like, you're going to get there. Mm -hmm. And so that is my next goal. I want to go. I want to go to the Olympia. I want to hit all the big pro shows my my first year as a pro. I don't care how I do. I just want to hit all the big Mm -hmm. ones just because, like, I want to show up and, you know, show that I'm here. Mm -hmm. And I take this seriously. So I don't want to do, like, any smaller local ones. Like, I want to get out of state. I want to travel and do you know, bigger ones. I want to do the New York Pro. I want to do the Pittsburgh Pro. I want to do, like, Tampa Pro. Nice. All that kind of stuff, yeah. Well, that'll be amazing. Yeah. But I'm excited. I'm excited I'm, to see you compete. Thank more. you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm so excited. I have realized that this is, like, just the beginning, and even though I thought that I brought my best USAs, which I did for now, but there's better. There's levels. There's levels to this. <laughs> there's I levels know, to this there's ish. levels to this ish. Exactly. <laughs> And awesome. yeah, I'm, I'm just so excited. I, I have so much like motivation and determination now more than ever. Mm-hmm. And this off season and taking it seriously is going to be a huge part of mm-hmm. everything else going forward. Like yeah. this is really going to set the pace going into my next season when I start that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to ask too, yeah. now that you're an IFBB pro, are you getting hit up a lot more for advice, coaching, mm-hmm. help with posing, nutrition, like all that type of stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine of, I imagine you're getting a lot more like just like Instagram DMs, questions. Yeah, a lot people of want like, to know what you're doing. Yes, so a lot of people just like want to know what I'm doing. They want to know how long I've been lifting. They want to know what my macros are. They want to know what I'm eating. And then <laughs> I get a lot of people, and it's so hard for me to respond because. I want to respond in like an educated way, but people will send me, I'm doing this and this and this, and these are my macros and I'm still not losing weight. What do I do? I get that all the time. Like something like along uh-huh. those lines. Yeah. Um, and that is so hard for me to say when I've never met you and I don't know what your training is like, mm-hmm. and I don't know what your body fat is. And there's so many things that play a role in that. And I just hope that people you know, find a coach that you're comfortable with. Cause a lot of these people will tell me that they have a coach, but like, you're also like reaching out to like, other people to get information. So it's huge to be with a coach that you feel confident in mm-hmm. that's, you know, leading you in the right direction and they're giving you a plan that you feel is, you know, appropriate for you. And is going to give you the results that you want. I get so much stuff like that. And I always just refer people to my coach mm-hmm. because I do feel like I'm really knowledgeable and I Mm -hmm. do feel like I have advice to give, but I'm never going to take it away from people. Like my coaches have Mm -hmm. like, you know, they have degrees in this stuff. Yeah. They put in the work. They, they know the, you know, the, all the literature, they know all the research. 
I want to refer people to those who like really know what they're talking about. Um, you know, just because a girl on Instagram is an IFBB pro doesn't mean that they need to start making meal plans all of a sudden. Yeah. So I do get a lot of stuff like that and I will give bits and pieces of advice and say, you know, I don't ever really give out what exactly what I'm doing because I don't like when people, I did that before to one girl in particular because I thought, oh, well, I'll just tell you what I'm doing. Maybe it'll work for her. It didn't work for her. Mm-hmm. So now I, I'm just like, I'm never going to tell people what I'm doing because everyone's so different. So I do try to the best of my ability to, you know, give some knowledge, give some recommendations, things you could be changing or doing differently. But I always say, if you really want some good nutritional advice, email Casey Garrison, email Nick Romero. Those are my coaches. Like they, they know the literature, they've done the work, they they know the research, they know all that kind of stuff. And this is what they do. This is their living, you know, just because a girl has, is an IFBB pro or whatever, does not mean that you should be giving people you know nutrition plans and things like that or even if even if you are educated or Mm -hmm. you know someone in that scenario who has a certification degree to figure out what's going on with someone you might need a 20 or 30 minute phone call with them totally or something so much more than more just just time than an instagram dm oh my gosh yeah yeah and someone like a coach who has the time and that's like their full exactly full-time job they can help someone more than just some random person that you might be messaging on social media because technically yeah I could give you you know a a good idea of what you should be following and I could give you an idea of this and that and I am knowledgeable and I have been doing this a long time and I do know my body really well and I have I do feel like I can confidently say I know a lot by now and I can give as much as advice as I want, but it's just going to be much more beneficial for someone that like can take the time to actually like really speak with you and understand what you're doing and how your training is and what you're eating now. And I get a lot of girls not eating nearly enough and yeah. they're, they're like, Oh, I have oh. a bikini competition. I've only been lifting for four months and I'm already on a diet and there's really not much you can do from there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, so I, I do get questions like that, and I try to be just answer to the best of my ability, but I don't ever want to take, you know, think that I know better than someone who does this for a living, you know, and clearly knows more than, than I know for another person. I know what I can do for me. I know my macros. I know what works for me, but yeah. someone else, I don't want to take someone else's body in my hands yeah. personally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So what else are you working on? I know you're doing more, sounds like you're coaching one girl or you're helping a girl for a competition. I know you're also yeah. doing posing. I'm doing posing. Yeah. yeah. So that's really fun. I didn't realize that I was like pretty good at posing until like my last few shows, like the judges always been like, oh, your routine's so smooth. You love mm-hmm. your stage presence, whatever. So started doing that and that's great. I have a couple girls I do that with a lot over Skype. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the girl that I'm helping coach for her first show and planning my wedding. Yes. And I'm an esthetician, so I'm working full time. A busy girl. Yeah. Yeah. Busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you make that all work? Is this just all calendar and planning ahead? All calendar and plan- plan- planning ahead. And I also wrote a post about this too, but me going to the gym and certain things that I do to like maintain my fitness per se is a non-negotiable. 
it's not, I'm not going to go if I don't feel like it today. I'm still accountable for myself, my body, and feeling good. And I still know I need to get to do something today. I need to go work out today. So that's a priority. I'm going to do that no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, everything else I can fit in, you know, here and there. But I'm, I'm a pretty scheduled person. I really don't like to fly by the seat of my pants, which I feel like I used to do a lot. But it's helped me get a lot more accomplished, just staying very regimented on and off prep. I think prep instilled that because it forces you to do it, but then it becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm in the habit of keeping my life like very scheduled and I get everything done that I need to do. And I feel like I win the day every time I do that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, that's a good saying. I like yes. that. Win the day. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> that's like something that I totally. just started like, Kasha, you just need to win the day. Mm -hmm. Like do everything that you yeah. need today. Don't spread yourself too thin. Don't overload yourself with things that aren't important, but get the things done that are, you know, are important that you yeah. have to do. Do the hardest thing first. Yeah. So for me, sometimes that is getting my workout in first thing in the morning. Do the hardest thing first. And then you can like kind of go through the list. Um, and then once I get everything done I need to do, and then I realize, oh, now I have this free time because I focused during the day. I uh -huh. did the hardest thing first. Yeah. And I feel like, well, so good at the end of the day. Yeah. That's good. I, I like that. I am the same way. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. And yeah. Super. Yeah. Super scheduled. I used to have agenda like weekly goals or monthly goals, and those are so great. Those are so really great. Mm -hmm. But for me, I just focus on the day, one day at a time, because I'm I'm really focusing on just being like in the moment. And I have like struggled, like I said, with anxiety and things like that. So for me, being like way too forward thinking is like almost worse for me. So now yeah. I just, like I said, just do one day at a time. I completely identify yeah. with that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can kind of get ahead of yourself sometimes. Oh, so ahead of yourself. Yeah. And then you're just so focused on what you're going to do a month from now that you forget what you have to do tomorrow and what you have left to do today. But today is all that matters, really. So, in the day. I like that. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna write that down. Yes. Yes. yes I like that. It, I will. It, it's totally. Awesome. No, that's, yeah. that's a great little, great little tidbit. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, so, one more thing I wanted to ask you about that you mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. I think, is probably applicable for a lot of girls mm -hmm. you said you have a background of eating disorders mm -hmm. and I think we all tend to have a little bit of dysmorphia yes. after shows yes. how do you manage all of that like how do you manage that with your mental state and and trying to stay right still healthy like mentally yeah so I when I did my first show I probably mentally wasn't ready to do my first show because I had just lost a bunch of weight and I still saw what I used to look like in the mirror and I thought that getting leaner would make me love myself more. And after doing this a long time now and becoming a pro, I can say that that really does come from within and it doesn't come with how you look on the outside. So I thought that like, I'm going to be happier because I'm going to look amazing. And yes, I'm going to be so skinny. Yes, I'm going to be so skinny. I'm going to look so good in a bathing suit and I'm going to be the happiest yeah. I've ever been. And that is such a horrible mindset to have. And some girls I do see, you know, they start out, Oh, I just, I hate my body. I'm going to do a bikini competition and get fit. And that's great. But it's also important to know that become getting leaner is not going to make you happier with yourself is the first thing. 
Um, the second thing is I had to develop a lot of self-control because I would like, I had a binge eating disorder. I had a really bad binge eating disorder. And it's, it is hard. Um, especially when you get so lean, I was probably 7% body fat at the end of my prep. And it's very hard seeing yourself put weight back on. It's easier for me now because my body composition is so different. I feel so good now, but mm -hmm. you do go through a little bit of body dysmorphia. You, again, you, every single day you're getting leaner and leaner and leaner, tighter and tighter and tighter. All your lines are coming out and you're more defined and you're getting, you know, compliments. You're getting compliments. People are coming yeah. up to you. What are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Oh, I see. I know. <laughs> what so, are you eating? Exactly. <laughs> Um, you know, I would just get people stopping me constantly in the gym. Like it was almost annoying, honestly, just so many people stopping me. What are you doing? How do I look like that? Like in cardio with like, he tapping me on the yeah, back. You're like, I'm, I was, trying to work like, out. I'm trying to work out. <laughs> and I always, it almost makes me sad. I guess that's the best way to say it. It almost makes me sad that more people come up to me and want to know what I'm doing when the, the leanest that I am is actually like the most unhealthy and like the lowest amount of calories that I'm on and the most cardio that I'm doing and the most tired. But that's when everyone is like, what are you doing? Yeah. How do I look like you? And yeah. I always, I always tell them I'm really only like this for a very short amount of time. I compete. This is a competitive state. This is not me normally. Yeah. And then what is also mental is, is you start putting, weight back on you get less and less and less people start coming up to you and ask what you're doing and so I think that messes with you too because you're like oh do I look bad why aren't people coming up I'm, to me where are all the compliments where, where are the compliments hello <laughs> yeah I'm, I know I'm here like, I'm at the gym I'm a bikini competitor <laughs> don't I look like one you know yeah. what I mean like why aren't you acknowledging me yeah and so I think that's also hard too but what I've realized is my my healthiest and my best is when I'm in my off season. This is when I'm the healthiest. This is when I'm functioning properly. And I think that just the more knowledge that you have about just health and wellness, you'll really know and you'll just start to grasp that what you look like on the outside, health is more about what you are on the inside than the outside. And I... It, it really is just a process of loving your body at every stage. And the heaviest that I got was in January at the end of my bulk. I was still only 18% body fat, which is still moderately lean. And I was 140 pounds. At the end of my prep, I was at USA's, I was 117 and 7% body fat. So Dang. I was quite yeah. changed there. And when I... So I was actually very, very happy with my physique at 140 and mm -hmm. being 18% body fat. I felt full. I honestly felt sexy and yeah. womanly. I yeah. had like, I thought my curves were great. Like I was mm -hmm. still like pretty tight, but I had, I love my shape. I was just like truly in love with my body. And then you start cutting down, cutting down, cutting down. You get all this like, you know, people complimenting you how good you look. And then you're like, oh, maybe I was big at 140. Maybe yeah. I didn't look that good. But and I think that's something I was actually thinking about this week is now as I'm like putting the weight back on, getting my curves back. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Johnny loves it. Johnny loves it. I'm yeah. curvy and things like that. I feel like guys like I it. I think more. guys love it. Yeah. Guys love it. Um, but I remember how I felt at 140 
And then me now, personally, I feel like, oh, I feel so good. I feel like I still look so good. Obviously, you know, stage looking good isn't looking really good in, in life and things like that. Personally, I just felt so tiny. I was falling out of everything. Mm-hmm. I just, like, I felt like I looked so tired all the time. But on, you know, show day, you put all the makeup on, you look amazing. But the tan, yeah. you can't see how anemic you're getting with all the bruises, like the low iron and stuff like that. And, yeah. Like, just in such a fragile state, but you have to just really be confident in yourself and love how you look. And just because what other people are, you know, what other people are saying to you doesn't measure, that doesn't measure like your level of fitness, Mm -hmm. other people's opinions and like the compliments that you're giving Mm -hmm. you. It's like what you see in the mirror and like how, you can love yourself and you just have to fall in love with the process. I know people say that all the time, but you do, you have to, mm-hmm. otherwise like this is not a lifestyle for you. It's, yeah. There's so many ups and downs. It's going to tear you down. It's going to tear you down. Yeah. It took me a long time to figure that out, but once you are consistent and again, make it a lifestyle and it's just trial and error. And uh, now I, I just, I love myself at every stage and I'm trying to remember that just because people aren't complimenting me and telling me that I'm oh so shredded all the mm-hmm. time and things like that, that doesn't mean I don't look good. Yeah. You know what I mean? You look, so. you still look great. You. you still look great. You're beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You look great. Thank so you. just in case. <laughs> no. And I think, I think your attitude is, is awesome and amazing and it's a tough sport, not just physically, but mentally. And, oh, my gosh. And it wears on all of us. And, and part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast in the first place is just yeah. to talk about some of this stuff. Because yeah. I even now have girlfriends who'd be like, do you get body dysmorphia? Do you feel weird Yeah. when you're starting to gain weight or when you're anyone starting to lose would, weight? Honestly, anyone. Anyone. Yeah. And it's not the sport doing that. It's just it is what it is. You work really, really hard and see yourself getting yeah. the scale going down, down, down. But you have to know in your mind that you're only doing this for that one day. And then you start going slowly up, up, up. Yeah. And that doesn't take away from your level of fitness. Or I feel like people look at me and, oh, what are you doing? You're so much more fit than me. Mm, probably not. I'm just getting lean for a show. It's a, it's a and it's also, it's aesthetic. So it's aesthetic, um, just yeah. like your fiance, like his goals are performance based. It's not, performance not everyone's based, goals not are just how you have in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but as a bodybuilder, you'd no. never want to do that. You'd no. be like, Oh God, you're going to lose all your muscle. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's totally different goals and the same thing. Last fall, I had a lot of people who would approach me at the gym Yeah. and I would tell them I'm doing cardio seven days a week Mm -hmm. I'm eating mouse portions yeah and I'm lifting six days a week I'm exhausted I'm hungry I'm tired so if you want to look like this here's what I'm doing yeah no exactly (laughs) seriously and I mean and now you can have balance in your life now Mm -hmm. I get to go it's like the 80 20 rule you know I get to go out with my friends I'm gonna do what I want but the next day is my lifestyle and I do love doing this and I have to constantly remind myself how good I feel when I eat, you know, healthy foods, yeah. I feel my body, I feel so much better. And you just become, I, I feel like you, you're probably getting this a lot now is the more shows you do, you really do feel in tune with your body. Like you feel so in tune with just, I mean, I, I can personally say that I know what works. I know what doesn't work. Like I just know what my body wants, what it craves. Mm-hmm. I'm able to like separate like the emotional eating from like actually being hungry and that's so huge too. But yeah. that's something that comes with time. Yeah. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited to get on stage again. It'll be a little I'm over. A, it'll you. be a little over a year. 
So it'll oh be, it's, it's the right time. You, you did a good thing though. I would 100% recommend what you did to anyone, not what I did. Not, I mean, of course, if you want something, go for mm-hmm. it. I'm not saying don't, but like yeah. if your body is like actually telling you not to and yeah. like giving like those physical, you know, signs and symptoms that you shouldn't be doing this, you probably shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. So I, I mean, I pushed it, but now I want to be a little you're more responsible. To, yeah. About and you're it. getting to take that like kind of breath of air yes. that you didn't take yes. back Before. after Miami Nationals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any, now that you are in off season and you're reversing a little yes. bit, do you have any favorite cheat meals or go-tos? Honestly, I... When you do want to go off a little bit? I can 100% say that I have not done any crazy eating food fest. Okay. I did not, even when I was in Vegas, uh-huh. I didn't go and get those like crazy milkshakes, whatever, uh-huh. because I knew adding the dairy in right away would just be like no bueno. Yeah. I did that. <laughs> Your stomach would be like, what is I had, this? No, I seriously, after Miami, yeah. I did that and I did the whole food fiasco thing mm-hmm. and I went and ate like a huge pint of Ben and Jerry's. And just the dairy, like, from not having all that dairy for so long, for about two weeks, my my skin swelled, and it was only my abdomen, probably an inch, and it was weird. It was, like, the skin, I could, like, press it in, and it was, like, a Tempur-Pedic. It would just slowly puff back out, and it hurt to the touch. I could just barely graze my skin, and it hurt. Oh, my goodness. And it was, like, my body being so sensitive to the dairy. Wow. So I knew that, you know, we're not going to do that. We're going to very slowly add dairy back in. That's crazy. I didn't do anything crazy like that. And um, I I still, when I cheat, I really, I'm just not turned on to, like, the really, like, greasy, sugary, sure. like, I don't go and get, like, the ice cream donut sandwich things. It's just not appealing to uh-huh. me anymore. I don't know why. I still, if I want to cheat, I still don't have real ice cream. I have, like, a Halo Top. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I need to, like, I want to be able to let go a little more because I know that's mm-hmm. a huge part of the mindset and having balance now that I can. Mm-hmm. I think I need to do that for myself. And I'm still working on that. Like I said, I'm still having a hard time eating the 1,800 calories. But when I do cheat, I really – I always feel good going all out on sushi. So – Yeah, I like sushi. I love sushi yeah. so much. Like sushi all day. That, that's like one thing. I'm like a garbage disposal. Like I can just keep, keep <laughs> You're okay. Sweeter. No, you're okay. I just like keep eating sushi. So sushi there's, there's a good all-you-can-eat place in – there's a couple in Orange County. Okay. Um, so there's there's Zanko and Mission Viejo, which is pretty okay. good. Disclosing my spot, but it's like <laughs> twenty five bucks a person uh-huh. for all you can eat. Okay. Um, and the I would say like the sashimi grade is not the same as other restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the highest quality of fish, but like mm-hmm. if you want some rolls and oh, they yeah. do the appetizers and everything, yes. oh my gosh, that's your spot. Yes. And then oh, there's one in Brea, but I forget the name. But okay. similar, it's over by. Yeah, I totally forget the name, but it's over by Knott's Berry Farms. Okay. Yeah, and Ooh. similar deal. Yeah, so nice. next time you're, like, starving <laughs> or you've done, like, a really good leg day or you're yeah. about to go do a really good leg day. And, like, you know what's really good um, as, like, a, a cheat for prep is, like, Mongolian barbecue or just any of those places where you cook your meat in front of you on, like, the hot plate uh-huh. because that's, like, a really good, like, visual – mm-hmm. you can make sure you get the rice without oil, the meat yeah. you can make sure they don't do with oil because you do it yourself. So, like, on, like, a cheat day and stuff, that's, like, a really good, like, way to – it's a good option because you can fill up on all that protein because they just keep serving you different meats. You can choose whatever you want, cook it right in front of you, 
you cook the veggies right in front of you, you can have the rice, and then you can like go out and be social and still like feel pretty good about it. And it's easy to eyeball and it's easy to see what you're eating. Yeah. Because all the ingredients are raw and then you cook it in front of you. So I always, me That's and John smart. do that all the time. That's like, smart. yeah, no, it's, that is definitely like a go to. I feel like it's easy with sushi also. Mm-hmm. For me, just wanting to make this lifestyle, it's important for me to like really see exactly what's in the food that I'm eating. So, absolutely. And I agree with you. I mean, I think we all try to find the right balance for us. Yeah. Um, and if you're not, it's like none of us are perfect. We no. all have yes. something we're working on or, yes. you know, um, you know, even people who say they stick, say they stick to their reverse diets. I still don't believe them. No. I still believe that they're no. binge eating yes. junk every once in a while. We all <laughs> but, do. um, it's a, it's a balancing act and, um, you know, if you're aware of it, it's like mm-hmm. that's sort of the that's sort of the first step of, mm-hmm. I don't know, just being mindful and, and making improvements in that area. Yeah. So I think no, I think your mindset's on point. Yeah. This is I. That's what I wanted to focus on, like specifically this off season. This is my lifestyle. I'm going to follow through with this reverse the best of my abilities. I'm going to get past the point of being uncomfortable because like I said, the second I got uncomfortable, I just wanted to cut again. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm learning that self love and I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to not, I'm going to try. I'm going mm-hmm. to, I'm going to love the transformation of my body yeah. and putting the weight back on and I'm going to love my curves. So I feel like once you, when we're curvy, like we just mm-hmm. want to get lean, but then when we're lean, we're like, Oh, I would love to like fill out these jeans again. Yeah, where'd like, my butt I lost go? my butt. <laughs> yeah. Like stuff like that. Like you, yeah it's you're never going to be happy unless you're happy within yourself yeah and I think doing it the way you're doing Mm -hmm. you're going to put on the right type of weight it's Mm -hmm. not going to be oh I went and just didn't really reverse diet Mm -hmm. and now I put on all this body fat you're going to put on good solid muscle and you're going to I think you're going to feel great about yourself and feel curvy and feminine but just a little bit you know thicker in a good way yeah totally that's kind of how I felt this off season so I sort of it was tough because I felt like I was eating much cleaner than normal mm-hmm. in an off season, but it was good because I feel like it kind of pushed me and it tested me. Yeah. And in the end, Just I was... Just you can make this your lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. Because if you exactly, want to do this a exactly. long time, you have yeah. to. That's so good that you did that. Like, yeah. you, you did that, like, totally the right way. Yeah. And it was, it was tough at first, but after a while, like, that's exactly what I had to think is, like, Laura, you want to do this. This has to be your lifestyle. This is yeah. not... This is not do it for 12 weeks and then go off yes. the wagon it's for the rest of the, the year. The mental dialogue yeah. too helped me so much. Not only like the whole winning the day thing, but change the mental dialogue just with anything is I can't have that. Do I, I just, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. That helps a lot too. Like all the mental things that like we say to ourselves, and, like the way that we refer to food and our bodies, that yeah. really does cycle, you know, Absolutely. through your mind. So if you it's just a... like change those little words and how you say things and, oh, I don't need this instead of I can't have it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not allowed to have that kind of food. You know, things like that. That helps so much yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dairy. I always remind myself how terrible I feel if I eat dairy. I feel horrible yeah. when I eat dairy. <laughs> I feel horrible. Even though like I love me some cheese. Mm-hmm. Like I love getting down. There's like this really good Italian spot. Um, who, could she know Lisa? Okay. PCH. Okay. Oh in my Huntington? god! It's um right on that river jetty and PCH. Okay. Um, so it's in Newport. Okay. Like right when you cross the bridge. Gotcha. Okay. Oh my gosh! It's by where Big Belly Deli used to be. Okay. I don't know where that is? I'll have to check it out. Oh my gosh! Next, Best Italian next food. Next sheet meal maybe. But I just like always have to remind myself like 
the way that I feel when I eat certain foods. It's yeah. Like, hey, it's not worth it. Sometimes it's not. It's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Like a cheat meal, like a burger or sushi, I feel way way better than. I always feel good with a burger. Like there's certain things that I know is gonna satisfy me, and I'm gonna feel good after. There's certain yeah. things like. Pizza that might destroy me. Good, like it sounds good, but, but it's it might destroy, destroy me. me. And probably for days after, I'm gonna feel like total crap. Yeah, and bloated. And bloated. And just it's yeah. not, not happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm thinking maybe we wrap this up. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, we've been we've been recording for like two hours, Kasha. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh I'm my gosh. 100 serious. I'm like, has it been like 30 minutes? <laughs> like I just like, keep talking and just, no, like, lost no, no. my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. No, this is this has been. Awesome. I think we should definitely Yay. do another one at some point. I would love um, to. I feel like I have so much to talk about. Yes. And so, we could, clearly two hours, I have so much to talk about. So, yeah. And we could do another one. Yeah. We could do, a, like, just another general one or, yeah. like, a theme. I mean. Yeah. And that's the cool thing, too, is as I've started this, people will send me ideas uh-huh. of, oh, why don't you talk about, you know, balancing, like, school and competing? Or why don't you talk about that? And it's like, yeah. that's a great idea. I should totally, you know, reach out to someone who's maybe an expert on that or yeah. someone who can speak from experience. Yeah. And so it's been really cool. And I, I love getting to spend more time with bikini yes. girls and, and those that can kind of relate to this because it, it, yes. it has a huge impact on your whole life. You seriously, like, don't feel as crazy. Like, when you talk to someone else who's going through it, mm-hmm. sometimes – it's just like you in your head, like, why am I thinking these things? Why do I feel this way? Why do I have like these, you know, set just concepts and just ideologies about really everything that I'm doing. And then you talk to someone else who's going through it and they're like, yes, I feel the same exact yeah. way. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not crazy. Yeah. It's just like the things that we go through and it's mm-hmm. good to have other people to relate to. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been amazing. Thank you again for, you for sitting down me. with me and being so open. Yeah. And where um where can people find you or any anything you want to plug? Um at, posing. Yeah. Posing, oh, coaching posing. if you're local to OC. Yeah, if you're right. Local to OC. And I'm honestly like if you just have like any questions or advice that you want really like getting to the pro stage or just with competing in general, I'm, I'm I'll always DM back. I always do that might take me a little bit because I'm super busy, but I, I really do like love helping girls out. You know, if you struggle, especially girls who struggle with any type of like eating disorder, depression, anxiety, stuff like that. I have such like a soft spot for, and I wish I had someone to reach out to when I was going through those things. So please DM me. If you have, you know, anything to ask or are curious about, or just need someone to talk to you. I'm here. And my my Instagram is at Kasha Madison Fit underscore, but I'll be the only Kasha on Instagram. Probably that'll pop up, so mm-hmm. it'll be <laughs> pretty easy to find me. Yeah, and now you're <laughs> one of the Toxic Angels bikinis, yes, pro yes. athletes. Yes, very exciting. So you yes. can use her discount code Kasha if you yeah <laughs> if you need a a new suit. So. Yes. Perfect. Well, thank you, Kasha. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you guys for listening. And you can subscribe to Bikini Things on iTunes. So that way you get episodes as soon as they come out. Thank you, guys.